Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Life. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, (laughs) welcome, welcome. Welcome back, everybody. To the podcast. Yes. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we are still here and rejoicing, and we are glad in it. Glad in it. it. All right, all right, all right. Amen. Um, So last couple of weeks, we've been talking about behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. and so we want to continue briefly our discussion, our conversation about behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. Because there's so much that goes on. Where, dear? Behind the scenes. And so... um, all marriages, no matter how good a marriage is or how good you think a marriage is or, you know, where they are in life, it can always be better. Yeah, that's true. Um, every time we wake up, my my mantra is this, or one of them is this, uh, every day that I wake up, Jesus has given me a chance to do better. Than the day before. Mm -hmm. Um, So same thing with marriages. Each day is another opportunity that the Lord gives to get it right, to do right, be right, say right. (laughs) Yeah, to make, just like you said, do right. We want to do it again, get it right this time. Yes. It's kind of like taking the test. You don't pass the test. You get to take it again. That's true. I know that's old school, but. But I think it's true. I believe that. I think it's true. How how can you advance to the next level unless you pass a certain level? Yeah. So you gotta you gotta go through what you gotta go through, mm-hmm. and we don't want to be a hindrance to getting to that next level in our relationship with God mm-hmm. first and foremost, and with our spouse. So we want to wake up each day and try and do better and be better. Yeah. Act better. Yeah, and, I, and coming back to the test. And I, I just, this just popped in my spirit. You know, you have some tests that you prepare for that, you know, you know, it's coming. And then you have, you know, a pop quiz. I don't even know, excuse me, a pop quiz. I don't even know if they still do that in school anymore where they just quiz you. you Do you really know what you know? Or you think you know what you know? It's like, boom. Have you you just been winging it? Yeah. Winging (laughs) the prayer. So, you know, I know everybody's doing stuff online and, you know, you don't really get to go in schools anymore um, in some places. But some people may be going through a pop quiz right now. Do you really believe in who you say you believe in? You know, and what Mm -hmm. you believe in? And it's it's just a little pop quiz you're going through just to see, okay, you really believe in me? The Lord is asking, do you really believe me or are you just, you know, one of those Christians, a Sunday Christian? And when you said something about online, I was thinking about how with just about everything, well, not everything, but a lot of things are now virtual behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and we are on uh, online classes, working virtually, (laughs) online seminars and All of these things are virtual and we sit behind this computer camera and you can only see from, you know, the stomach up or the Mm -hmm. chest up and behind the scenes, you really don't know 
if the person is really, you know, dressed and prepared for the class. Um, you're thinking about that commercial. That commercial, yeah. Where the guy thinks that they're about to be virtual and he yeah. walks out on their patio in yeah, his underwear. Yeah, his whitey tighties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, um, but you can't hide from God. And yeah. even in your marriage, you're not virtual. You can't, it's not a virtual experience. Mm-hmm. You have to show up live and in color and dressed uh, physically, emotionally, and spiritually yeah. prepared to do what it is you have to do. You can't hide from your spouse. No, you cannot. You could try. You could try. And try. I think before people get married, they probably do. <laughs> they hide the true selves, but behind the scenes, behind the fake eyelashes, <laughs> behind the fake hair, oh, behind man. the glasses, behind the mustache, behind whatever you can yeah. think of. There's a real person. Yeah, because you put on your best front, mm-hmm. your best mask while you're dating, so on and so forth. Best foot forward. <laughs> exactly, your best foot forward. And then you really don't know that person until you say, I do, and y'all start living together. And start thinking, I don't. <laughs> yeah, after the after the honeymoon phase is over. That's when you really start. Yeah. But that's, <laughs> that's something we need to talk about in a podcast. How do you keep the honeymoon going? You're going to have trials. You're going to have tribulations. I'm not saying it's going to be all handheld, skipping through the tulips, mm-hmm. the whole marriage. But you got to find ways to cre- recreate a honeymoon experience in your marriage. Just stay on your honeymoon. That's all. Just stay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that's Just not going to happen. That's how you make the experience last longer. Just stay on your honeymoon. That's uh, all. Well, and you should make it a point of trying to stay on your honeymoon, mm-hmm. even if the honeymoon is in your house. Ah. Find a way to a way. recreate that. The magic. The magic, the love, mm-hmm. the the um, the mystery. Yeah. Um, just do something unique and different. Um. But sometimes it's just life. Sometimes, and I, I understand what you're saying. Um, life, but life can get in the way, and it's not that it's the fault of any of the um, the husband or the wife. It's just life. Sometimes you just you just dealing with this, then here comes that. You deal with that, then here comes the next thing. You deal with the next thing, and I understand what you're saying that you got to go back to the basics of okay. What did I do or what did we do to um, make you want to say I do to me? And I understand totally what you're saying because it's a good thing to always go back to how did you feel like the day before you said I do, you know, that night when you were, you know, couldn't sleep. And and I'm not saying you personally. (laughs) I was thinking somebody might have felt like, should I do this? And you should (laughs) have listened to that voice. (laughs) That might not be a good day for them to reflect Uh, on. Well, you know, prior to you saying I do, through the whole um, dating stage, you know, when you felt like, oh, we could talk on the phone forever and, you know, you'd stay on the phone and nobody would hang up. It would just be, you know, Air. Air. You hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. Mm-hmm. So this all comes back to investing in your marriage and behind the scenes because these are things people don't see. This is the time, you know, you have to invest in your marriage at the time. I guess you were dating at the time. But go back to that. Go back to that mindset. And some of it may be just as simple as putting people out 
of your marriage or your relationship that don't need to be there. Oh, you know, oh. it could be as simple as that. Well, to me, it's simple. So that sounds so. You have to invest in your marriage, mm-hmm. but then in some cases, you have to divest out of other things yeah. in order for your marriage to grow. Uh, in order for you to see a return on your investment, yeah. um, it's kind of like a a stock take, portfolio yeah. Yeah. where you identify like four hundred one ks. You put you know ten percent here, twenty percent here. Mm-hmm. And you watch and you say, okay, maybe this particular um, plan may not be a good one to invest in. So I'm going to divest my mm-hmm. money from that plan and put it over here. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the relationship. I, that's a good analogy. I like the way you said that you divest from one thing to invest in something else. And, and again, this is just me looking on the outside. Again, I'm not even looking at your marriage. I I don't need, we don't even know who we're talking to, but to me, it'd be, Hey, God knows, God knows you got to let some people go and or invest some or some things go mm-hmm. and then invest in your, your spouse, in your marriage. And then you'll be amazed with how, how, what God can do. And when you take the first step, I don't even know if that's in the Bible, but it sounds good. You get out basically <laughs> what you put into it. If you're, if you're using your energy and your focus mm-hmm. on friends or things, yeah. That's what you're going to see, you know, more or less return on your investment. return in yeah. your life. Mm-hmm. And if you're not dedicating the same amount of time, energy, effort um, into your marriage, then how are you expecting to get anything back from it? And then yeah. there's a few scriptures that can back up what we're saying. Yeah. Uh, the first scripture is in Genesis 8 and 22, and all of these are coming from the English Standard Version. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. Yes. So there is a seed time and there's a harvest, uh, just like we've always talked about the different seasons of your marriage. Mm -hmm. That's not going to cease. The Bible is clear. That's not going to cease. Yeah, there are times you got to just sow sow the seed in your marriage. That's all you're doing is sowing the seed, Mm -hmm. sowing seeds and... You don't know when that harvest is going to come. And I know there's some people out there praying for that harvest, but this may not be your season for harvest. This is just a season to sow. And so you just have to believe God that what you're sowing into your marriage, good or bad. I'm just mm. now I'm just going to deal with the good. Yeah, let's yeah, that's that's just going to deal with the good. But if you sowed good seeds and you were doing the things you were supposed to do, then I just believe in due season, God will bless you with a return on your investment, with the harvest on your investment. And you always reap more than what you sow. You yes. always do. It's impossible to sow more. I ain't going to say it's impossible. You can't outgive God. You can't. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. God will always bless you. Do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think, or he can. And so um, Genesis 8 and 22, English Standard Version. Uh, yeah, while the earth remaineth, and we're still on planet earth, no matter what COVID says or coronavirus or anything like that, um, we're still here on planet earth. Yes. Another day to get it right yeah. and do better. Mm-hmm. So okay. the next scripture, Galatians 6 and 7, you want to read that one? Oh, uh, yes. Galatians 6 and 7. My wife says, I always repeat 
Never mind. <laughs> That's behind the scenes. That's really behind the scenes. Yes, it is. Uh, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever one sows, that will he also reap. Yes. And so, again, don't be deceived. Don't, yes. Whatever, whatever seeds you're planting, you, you're you going to reap a harvest from mm-hmm. it. Good, bad. Otherwise, you're going to yeah. reap whatever it is. So if you're planting positive seeds and positive energy and all of the fruit of the spirit, love, respect, honesty, appreciation, good communication skills, listening to your spouse, you're going to reap a harvest from yeah. that. Um, you may not see it when you think you see mm-hmm. it. You'll say, oh, I've been on my best behavior for the last 30 days and I don't see a turnaround yet. Do not be deceived. God is not mock whatsoever, man. So if that shall he also reap. And you know, when it comes to deception, I think we really get deceived when we're in our feelings or when we're in our using our natural, you know, you see we're looking at something we shouldn't be looking at, or we're hearing something we shouldn't be listening to or hearing from someone we shouldn't be listening to, mm-hmm. you know, so we, we're, we're not in the spirit. We're, we're in our natural senses. It's like, uh, that's usually when deception comes because if we were um, believing God and in tune with what God says, then it would be hard for us to be deceived. But usually we are deceived when we step out of God's will and we try to do things on our own. And it's like, you know, you're trying to do, you're trying to make your spouse do something that you want them to do and not necessarily what God wants them to do at this particular point in your marriage. I don't know if that makes sense, but I'm, the way I'm trying to articulate it, but I'm not saying your spouse won't change, but I'm saying you cannot manipulate your spouse to change. Right. I guess that's the best way I can say it. Right. And you can't manipulate them into changing the way you want them to change. To when benefit, you want them to change. Yeah. To benefit you. Yeah. Um, that's not how it works because oftentimes God is using your spouse for you to change mm-hmm. as well. Um, so again, it goes back to looking at the man in the mirror yeah, and realizing that you're not perfect male or female, husband or wife, talking to both, Mm -hmm. talking to myself too right now. You're not perfect. You don't have it all together. And while you're looking at the things that you want your spouse to work on, you have some things that you need to work on yourself. And I I didn't want to cut you off. I didn't know if you... Okay. So, and and when you were talking, I could hear somebody saying, well, when we were dating, if I did, you know, X, my husband would do Y. Mm -hmm. Or if... A husband would be saying, if I did Y, my 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 girlfriend at the time would do Z. But now that you're married, you're realizing just marriage is totally different than dating. I don't know how how many times we could say it, how many different ways we could say it. Mm-hmm. When you get married and you start take peeling back the the layers of the onion and people start take like you said, taking off the mask and the, the eyelashes and all this other stuff. Just because you did X, your husband going to be like, okay, eh? <laughs> and I'm not doing Y just because you did X. We married now. I ain't got to do that. And so it's it's a it's a give and take. And again, it comes back to don't be deceived. Um, what's your motivation? Um, what's your, I guess motivation is the word I'm looking for. What's your motivation behind saying what you're saying to your spouse? 
what's your motivation behind doing what you're doing? You know, you cannot, you cannot manipulate your spouse. And I know what may have worked while you were dating, you know, you thought it was working because you got your way, you know, well, I know if I do this, you know, John will do that or Sarah will do this and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. But now that you're married, you realizing, you know, John's not going to jump just because you said jump that Mm -hmm. that's not how marriage works. And, you know, I know we like to think we're the best thing since, you know, sliced bread, but really, truly we, we're not, Right. you know, everybody has their faults and everybody, you know, if you don't brush your teeth, rinse out your mouth with, you know, Listerine <laughs> or whatever, your breath's going to stink. If you don't wash up, you stink. Exactly. And um, I don't care how how you, what's the word I'm looking for? How you dress it up or how you paint it, there are certain things we all have to do. And so just be mindful of that. And, you know, and it, again, Galatians 6 or 7, whatsoever one sows. So you have to do the sowing. Yes. You know, you have to do the sowing. It's up to you to sow. It's not up to your pastor, um, the ministry. It's up to you to sow. Right. Nobody else is going to invest more in your marriage than you are going to invest in yourself. So stop looking at other people, your pastors, your counselors, um, to... What's the word I'm looking for? That, that that's so, actually going to do the yeah. work for you. Yeah, nobody's um, going to do it. And and most good counselors that you go to, mm-hmm. they give you homework. Yeah, they tell you, okay, now based on this, before our next session, I want you to do X, Y, Z. Yes, you're going to have to invest. Invest not just doesn't only mean money. It mm-hmm. means time. It means energy. The word that keeps dropping in my spirit is you're going to have to be deliberate. Mm-mm. You're going to have to be intentional and purposeful about those investments. Real good investors in the stock market, they watch the stock stocks. They watch to see what good investments are and what bad investments are and um, what isn't a good investment. Yeah. And so you're going to have to watch. You're going to have to be deliberate about putting in the energy, the effort, and the work with your spouse and you have to be in it for the long haul, you know, speaking of the stock market, you can't be a day trader. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, I put my money in, you know, I buy, you know, stocks for a penny. It goes up to five cents. I'm pulling my money out. They, you know, they, that's it. Yeah. You, you can't, you have to be in it for the long haul. When you said I do, that was until death do you part. And, and you know, this is just Doug one one but this is what I believe, but you cannot, just say, oh, it's been a rough season and, you know, um, I'm done. Right. That's that's we, not. We gave it a good 10, 15 months. years. <laughs> not yeah. even years. It's oh, months gosh. now. Gosh. <laughs> we gave it a good run and it didn't work out. So, yeah, we I'm going moving back in with mama. Uh-oh. But no, that's that's not that's not God's will. I don't believe I don't believe that's God's will for your marriage. I don't believe that's God's will for your life. Absolutely not. Uh, Luke 6 and 38 says, give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use it will be measured back to you. 
So in that scripture in 638, it's telling you, it's not going to, you're waiting for somebody to do something for you. I've heard spouses say this before. Well, if he does X, Y, Z, then I'll do X, Y, Z. If she does this for me, then I'll do that for her. No, the Bible says you give and then it will be given to you. Good measure, press down, shaken together. For with the measure you use it, it will be measured back to you. It's not the other way around. Yeah. So you have to put forth the effort. You have to do the work and stop waiting for your spouse. I say this all the time, and this is something I live by, and uh, I don't get it right every day. I'm still a work in progress. But as a wife and any other ministry God has given me responsible responsibility of, I want, when I leave this earth, for God to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. I can't stand before God and say, Doug didn't do X, Y, Z. That's why I didn't. Mm -hmm. He's going to say, no, I gave you a ministry of the wife, the helper, the helpmate. Were you that? Did you do what I told you to do? That's regardless of what Douglas did or didn't do. So we have to make sure that we give so that it can be given back to us. We have to make sure we plant the seeds. We have to make sure we do the investing so that we can get a return on on that investment. You know, when I when I read that, when I read that scripture, normally when you hear that scripture, it's talking about money. But in this context, we're definitely not talking about money. But give, and it will be given back to you, and it will be given to you. So you give, but the Bible doesn't say when it will be given um, mm-hmm. to you when it's coming back to you. Right. And to me that, and it will be given to you. That's another way of saying process. There's a process that goes from the time you give to the time you get it back. You know, it, mm-hmm. there's a process and it's not just the other person, you know, Lord, if you just do this for my, or to my wife or to my husband, you know, I'm just, you praying on your husband, you praying on your wife, but, God is trying to deal with you. And I I can't stress this enough that all the times, I can say all the times, the majority of times when I prayed, especially um, once I really got saved, then that's another podcast in and of itself. And I was like, Lord, Renee this, Renee that. God would basically put a mirror to me, say, well, you haven't done this, or you're doing this, or you're you're saying this. And so there... Marriage is you. Marriage is you working on you. And, you know, I know you say this a lot. Selfish people shouldn't should not get married. Absolutely. <laughs> but marriage is you working on you. And there's a process from the time you give until it's given back unto you. God doesn't tell you, oh, you're going to get it back in a week. Right. And in Corinthians 9 and 6, the English Standard Version, again, all of these came from the English Standard Version. Uh, the cheerful giver. The point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whosoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So you have to ask yourself this question. If you're not seeing bounty in your marriage, you're not seeing fruit in your marriage, your your marriage isn't thriving. You're going to have to take a hard look at yourself mm-hmm. and say, have I been sowing sparingly where I want to reap where I want to reap? Yeah. Have I been 
investing prayer time, not praying on your spouse, praying for your spouse and praying for discernment on how to be a wife, how to be a husband? Are you praying that God help you uh, with, say, your attitude, your mood, your mouth, um, your spending, whatever, you know, your sex life, whatever it may be, you're going to have to pray about it and ask God to reveal it to you. But when he does, you're going to have to listen and you're going to have to respond and you're going to have to sow and not sparingly, not when you feel like it, because the reality of it is sometimes you don't feel like being bothered, and but you have to. Mm-hmm. It's not about you anymore. Yeah. And, you know, whosoever so sparingly, and I, when you, okay, calm down, Doug. Sewing into your back. Usa. Usa. Bring it in. Bring it in. Because <laughs> I'm when I'm when I'm out and about, I'm always asking God to give me revelation for marriage. You know, if you looked on our Instagram, anyway, that's I'm not I digress. But the point is you want to sew, you don't want to sew sparingly into your marriage. And I'm I'm afraid, and um, and I'll just say it that I think some people sew more into people who aren't their spouse than they do their actual spouse. And this could even mean your kids. Ooh. Now, I know that's a hard pill to swallow, especially for us mothers who we gave birth to these children. I had to learn, and it took me some time in the marriage that, I had to sew into the kids, but I couldn't sew more energy, more time into the kids than I did my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, the reality of it is, y'all, those kids are going to grow up and they're yeah, going to move out. Yeah, hopefully. God and willing. God willing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be you and your spouse left there. God says the two shall become one. So you raise your children as a team. Yes, you invest in your children. You love your children and you give them the energy and the attention that they need. But they should not be before your spouse, especially wives. They are not before your husband and husbands. The children are not before your wife. There is an order. God, husband, wife, children in that order. And you be careful not to put things out of order because God is a God of order. And I think. Out for us, one of the things we learned, and I don't know who I heard this from. It might have been Bishop Jakes, but this is something we did when our when our children were younger. Was that I would sleep near the door, so I'm like the gatekeeper because mm-hmm. the kids would just run in the room, and you know, and they'll if if Renee slept closer to the door, they just run, jump on the bed, and then you'd be mommy mode. Oh, oh, Andre, Anthony, Andrew, you know, so on and so forth. But I sleep closer to the door. So I'm like, what you want? No, go back to bed. You know, <laughs> no. Now, did you sleep in front of the door for that reason? You slept there as a protective I was, mechanism. I was, yeah, but I was protecting you from them. <laughs> from just the kids? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, now that the kids are are, are I still no, no sleep longer. closer to the door. Exactly. Yeah. But I thought it was to protect me. So I am if protecting a, you. If a, if you know, something else broke loose in the yeah, house. Yeah, I, I got you. Oh, I got okay. you. But those those little kids, boy, they come running <laughs> in at the worst possible time. They're like, no, go back to bed. Your mom's your mom's fine. You're fine. You don't need anything. You don't want anything. You know, go back to bed. So 
that's that's just you know sowing sowing and reaping, you know, and it's again this is all behind the scenes. If you want, if you want your marriage to shine in public, and for God to get the glory for what you perceive other couples to have, and you want other couples, you want what other couples have, you perceive mm-hmm. not godly couples. Then these are behind the scene things that you're gonna have to do. Nobody knows. Nobody, nobody, nobody's in your house, but whatever you do in private or whatever you do in the dark will come to light. Right. Good, bad, or indifferent. So right. Mm-hmm. Um when you were saying that, the thought eludes me though. Um it eludes about people you. when because we were talking about this earlier and we pray before the podcast and you was praying. And it made me think of something we said last week about people see a marriage and then they say, Oh, I want, I want what they have. Yeah. And the thought came to me, instead of you saying, I want what they have, you should want who they have. People who have they Christ. Want your oh, no. Christ. Oh, Christ. Okay. <laughs> no, I want who they have, okay. not the person's spouse. Lord Jesus, please don't be um, praying, what's for the word? praying for somebody else's spouse or coveting someone else's spouse or anything mm-hmm. like that. But who? Who is in the, the uh, what's the scripture? A three-strand cord is not easily broken. Mm-hmm. And what binds a marriage close together is Jesus Christ. So if you see Christ in a marriage, you should say, oh, okay, that's that might be the missing piece yeah. of my marriage. That might be the missing element, the missing source that I need to have a successful marriage behind the scenes. And even if the, the person saying that might be a Christian, might be a believer, her and her husband, then the next, to me, the next level is, are you yield, have you yielded to the Holy Spirit when it comes to your marriage? Because you do not have to respond to everything that goes on in your marriage in that in a way that is going to cause division or is going to cause strife. You know, some stuff you just let go. And I, I think you said this last week. Sometimes it's just better to be happy than be right. You know, I know our, our old yeah. pastor used to say that. And, you know, just every you don't have to fight every battle. Why? Why is it that you have to, you feel you have to fight every battle? And why is it you feel you have to win every, you know, it's like, a, it's like you keep a score. Mm-hmm. Well, I won this argument. You want, how, how, how you keep a score in marriage? You know, how, right, how does right. that work? Well, I won the last argument and there, there, there's some, some, uh, you need to do a deep dive within you about why you have to feel that way about your spouse because y'all, mm-hmm. y'all, y'all on the same team. If, and if Jesus is working behind the scenes, you shouldn't be keeping score. Yeah. Jesus should be uh, guiding your attitude and your thoughts. Uh, another thought that came to me about behind the scenes is making sure that other people aren't behind the scenes in your marriage. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't know he was going to do that. <laughs> Make sure that your family, your friends are not in your ear behind the scenes telling you what you should and what you mm-hmm. shouldn't do and what you wouldn't take. The reality of it is, y'all, people say that and you don't know what you would deal with and what you would put up with 
until you have to put up with it. And your source is Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit, leading and guiding your relationship and your role as a wife, your role as a husband, not other people. And you got to be careful to make sure that you don't bring people behind the scenes. They they ain't supposed to be there. They don't belong there. Nope. No, they do not belong there. Your what goes on in your house, that's that's y'all's business. Mm-hmm. And if um, you can I say this? If you're gonna bring somebody in behind the scenes, it needs to be in a counseling yes, manner. Yes, and agreed upon yes, yes. that they are, you know, behind the yeah. scenes. Even if, say, a woman has a mentor, a man has a mentor, you should be saying, Okay, you know, I'm is it okay if I could be open with this person that mm-hmm. is my mentor? Yeah. Um, you shouldn't invite people into your personal space or behind the scenes without your spouse uh, being aware of it. Yeah, because that comes back to um, be not deceived, the deception. Mm-hmm. Deception usually comes when we start listening to people we shouldn't be listening to. We start watching things we shouldn't be watching. You're on the internet, you're on Instagram. And again, I love all the married couples who post things on marriage on Instagram. I think I, I probably, I'm late to Instagram. I I know it, but <laughs> when I, but I I like seeing the things. But I'm I'm like that's that's really not marriage. Just because you post a picture and have a cute saying, that's not marriage. That's not behind the scenes. And you have to give let people know that a picture. It's just a snapshot in time. And we found some little cute saying we, you know, thought we would post with the picture. Mm-hmm. But the reality is you have no idea what goes on after the picture is over, before they took the picture. Yeah. It's not what you actually get. <laughs> yeah. And that that's one of the things we try to do is just, you know, in this podcast, it's just let you know you're you're you are a person. You're a human being. You have emotions and we don't get it right. We don't always get it right in our personal marriage. And so you're not always going to get it right. But you say, I'm sorry. You know, you say, how can I learn from this? How can I not keep making the same mistakes over and over? And you live and you learn and you grow because, again, you're in this for the long haul. You, you know, you should be. You should be. You know, if you look at it that way, then you ain't got time to keep score. You know, it's like, why are you keeping score? We're going to be married forever. And like we said before, you're on the same team. Yeah. So why you got separate scorecards? Oh, well, you took more shots than I took. And you did. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Like, oh, my goodness. We're on the same team. We just want to win. That's all we want to do. Team Dancer, we winning. Yes, yes. So, uh, again, behind the scenes, invest in your marriage. We we don't dare say that there's only one right way to be married. Oh, no. Every marriage is different. Every uh, husband and wife comes from different backgrounds and upbringings and cultures. Um, so there, there is no one model that says that everyone has to go by this particular way of doing their marriage. But mm-hmm. there certainly is wrong, um, a, a wrong way, way some yeah. wrong ways uh, to do marriage. So some good ways that we came up with is one investing in the relationship, which is what we're talking about here today. Mm-hmm. And some of those things can include counseling, uh, seminars, yes, books, books, reading books on marriage, his story, her story, God's glory, Ooh. a little shameless plug there, <laughs> <laughs> date nights, 
And, and date nights don't have to be expensive. No. You could go for a walk. Let's just go for a walk. Go sit in the park. And, yeah. You know, grab some, you know, uh, an ice cream cone and go for a walk. And Ooh, ice cream cone. <laughs> for my clients out there, no, we don't actually do that, but okay. And open, <laughs> open and honest communication. Just have, you know, what are your thoughts, fears? What do you want to do? You know, how you were raised and all those things. Just because oh, if, if, you, if you share that with your spouse, they will have a better understanding as to why you say what you say, why you do what you do. Mm-hmm. If they understand, oh, this is how he grew up or this is how she grew up. And not to say it's right or wrong. It's just they have a better understanding of you. Yes. Yes. Um, right. Also investing time in prayer. Pray together and have your own prayer life. Mm-hmm. That is so important. Even having Bible studies. um, uh, reading the word together or reading scriptures and or doing um online um what's the thing on the Bible know. app um Bible app different <laughs> uh this is different, live y'all different, different bible <laughs> studies that you could do um going to church together mm-hmm. um worshiping together that's that's important that's investing in your marriage and so I know we've run into a couple of couples in our 33 years that did not go to the same church. Mm-hmm. Again, there's no right. There's no right or wrong way to do your marriage. Whatever mm-hmm. works for you works for you. But we, in our 33 years, I could think of two couples that we knew yes. that did not go to the same church. And they, they made it work. They made it work. They made it work. Yeah. Well, we don't know behind the scenes. Yeah, we don't know behind the scenes. With the yeah. challenges that they may have faced in yeah. their house. but. It appeared to work mm-hmm. uh, for them. Um, I love quotes. One of my um, favorite quotes, or I wouldn't say it's a favorite, but it's one that I like. Uh, Stephen Covey says this, the key is not in spending time, but investing it. So you have to invest your time. How do you invest your time with your spouse? Do y'all go about your day just, you know, you work and you work all day and you cook and Y'all are in passing and you don't sit down and have dinner together and then you go to bed and then you wake up and you do it all over again the next day. Are you actually deliberately, intentionally, purposefully investing your time together Mm. and making sure that most importantly, that Christ is at the center of it all. Christ is at the center of your marriage. He's at the center of your conversations. He is just leading and guiding and directing your marriage. That's, that's important. That's a C-Law moment right there. The key is not in spending time, but investing it. Yeah, that's a C-Law moment. Just make you think. I'm sorry. Okay. That was good for me. Think about it. Think yeah. about it. So Doug read this interesting article on WTOP, um, uh, the News. Article was the the article uh, was about coronavirus article. Yeah. Um, and so, just for a few moments, just a few little snapshots of what that what that was about. Basically, it said that those per since the coronavirus hit um, this country back in March, um, there have been around a thirty nine percent increase in divorces. People who wanted divorce over last year, same time last year, 
39% because people are um, spending time together like mm-hmm. they've never had before, couples. Mm-hmm. And um, it, I, I, sent it, I sent it to you, and I just thought it was interesting that and I, I, and I don't want I don't want this to sound pious or anything like that because we've had we've had our challenges and God graced us to go through our challenges. But your spouse, just spending time with your spouse, you want a divorce? And I and I and I understand if your marriage wasn't strong to begin with, mm-hmm. coronavirus, COVID nineteen. That could probably be the tipping point for some marriages, right? But because wasn't the article saying that if you were spending, you know, eight hours at work, uh, an hour and a half on the road, and some people traveled, and now they're home more, so now you're yeah. actually you didn't know your spouse, yeah, but now you're spending time with them and you're getting to know them in ways that you hadn't known them before. Mm-hmm. And it's actually revealing those voids and those uh, shortcomings, those shortcomings in your marriage that before you were so busy, you didn't have time Mm -hmm. to figure out or to work through. Um, But I thought that article was interesting, and that's why I wanted to just kind of bring it out. Um, uh, You can't see the coronavirus, but we know it exists. Everybody believes that it exists. You know, we wearing masks, we washing our hands, we uh, social distancing, and um, and hopefully you are being yeah. um, being cautious. Can I can I say something? Some people don't believe the coronavirus until they get it, and then it's like, oh, I believe it, or somebody that they know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but for the most part, people know that it exists. The number yeah. the numbers hasn't lied. Yeah. Um, as far as we know, mm-hmm. people have actually uh, passed from the coronavirus. And so just because you don't see Jesus working behind the scenes, you better start believing that he exists. Jesus Christ is Lord. He's Lord over our life. And we admonish you to make sure that you believe Jesus Christ and invite him into your life, invite him into your marriage and allow him to lead and guide and direct your marriage. Because if you want things to work behind the scenes, you're going to need Jesus, a whole lot of prayer, mm-hmm. <laughs> a whole lot to for marriage to work because marriage is hard. Yeah, it's work. Um, you need to dedicate your heart to Him, give your marriage to Him, and commit your ways to Him. Him, Jesus Christ. That's all I got, dear. That's all I got. I don't want to say something I don't think the Lord gave me not to say. So we're going to leave on that note. Jesus at the center of it all. Be blessed. God bless. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also, feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. 
Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.